Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm going to give you as much clarity as I possibly can on how to prepare uh, if, if COVID hits your office in any way, uh, shape, or form. I've tried to uh, limit the amount of COVID discussion on this podcast for the last six months. We've talked about it a little bit, but I don't want to make it all about that. I, I want to make sure we're all having a growth mindset and stuff. But uh, recently, some people know it hit our office pretty good. It hit me. Uh, and so I feel like we took the uh, proper steps for the most part. Uh, there was definitely some learning experiences. We we did have a plan over the last five, you know, we closed for the month of April and then reopened May 4th with a plan in case something happens. But obviously, until it does, there's all kinds of variables. But I think overall, we did a good job. And I just want to kind of highlight some things for that. And I'm not going to, uh, you know, dive into all of the specifics because it's kind of different uh, based on what you're, where you're at. And so I'll, I'll kind of uh, give you an idea of what we did and, and go from there with it. Um, the first thing I want to mention about it, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing good, so I'm fine. It, I got a, a pretty good case of it. it. wasn't I wouldn't call it mild. I wouldn't could it call it too bad. It sounded like, or I'm sorry, it felt like a really bad sinus infection, which was made it tricky early on, right? Because I think we've all in the past had some sinus or allergy stuff and we've gone to, you know, practice, no issues. Um, so that was something that was a little weird, but overall I'm doing good. Didn't have any of the fever, didn't have the respiratory stuff, um, you know, did did pretty good overall. So that's out of the gates. I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, no, no, Don't need any sympathy for sure. Uh, but what I want to start out with uh, from a kind of a structural standpoint or prepare for this because we're, we're going into flu season, like regular flu. Uh, you know, it's going to be cold in a lot of places you're at. Uh, I do think there's probably going to be an uptick. And, you know, we don't know what our, what our uh, as a small business, what kind of relief we're going to get moving forward. Uh, obviously, we had the PPP thing the first time, but we don't know if that's going to happen. So I want you to prepare for this financially, and, and you can do that in a couple ways. Obviously, I talk a lot about having an emergency fund, and that is just vital in, in these times. Um, I interviewed Christine Odell for our business summit, and she said, you know, at least two months of all of your business operating expenses, including your pay, Um if you if you can't get to there now, really try to get to one month and work your way up to it. But definitely have an emergency fund with money you can access uh, easily. And so that would be definitely step one. And then honestly, I think what you, you want to do and what we're going to do at least in our office is prepare for this or the potential of some missed days here and there in your operating expenses and kind of your budget, right? Just plan for uh, potential revenue losses if you're not already and, and just work that in for the next year because I don't think this is going away, uh, in, you know, magically January 1st, 2021. I think at least to the summer, potentially, I could be wrong, but I would prepare for that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And so when you're sitting down to 
prepare your finances now and especially for 2021 uh, i sit down at the end of the year and plan our budgets our marketing plans all that type of stuff for the year i would just work that in uh, because i think what i've realized is you know if you come down with what you think is just the sniffles or the cold or, or whatever um it could be very challenging to go in and treat patients like that now um, whereas in the past you, you might have done that and not called in sick. And what I want you to be able to do is make objective decisions, not based on financial stress, right? And so I'll, I'll run through what happened in our office and, and we can kind of go from there. Uh, basically, I, I only treat patients on Mondays and Thursdays. So that was out of the gates, a, a benefit in this scenario. I've, we've got an associate and we've got a well-developed team, so that helped. You may be a lone wolf, and so you have to take that in consideration. I treated patients all day Thursday, um, in, it was in September, I think it was 23rd or something like that. Um, treated patients all day Thursday, felt good. That night, about 9 p.m., I felt a little run down, but it was a really busy day with patients. I felt a little little achy, a little run down, that was about it. Woke up Friday, felt pretty good. Friday late, uh, started feeling it again. And then by Saturday morning, um, I definitely felt like it was a, a pretty good sinus infection. I was uh, not functioning great and I was, I was sick. So I decided to, to get the, the swab test Sunday morning, got that scheduled, uh, but it was going to be a two or three day uh, turnaround. Uh, wasn't feeling good on that Sunday. I called in sick on Monday for the first time since 2009. And I uh, definitely wasn't feeling good. Um, and we rescheduled my patients. My associates saw some of them. Tuesday, I don't go and treat patients, so I was good. By Tuesday, I started feeling better. Not perfect, but better. And definitely functional. Wednesday morning early, my results came in positive. I was actually surprised. I actually thought I just had a sinus infection. But I was playing it safe by not going in on Monday. And Monday, I really honestly wasn't feeling too good. So Wednesday morning, it came back positive, which I was pretty shocked. And so at that point, I had to make, uh, obviously, a lot of decisions. The first thing we did, I, you know, I, I called my staff, let them know, and we, we expedited getting them tested. Um, and so that was kind of step one. My, my two folks that worked the front desk called all the patients for that Thursday coming up because obviously I was canceling my patients. And, and just uh, we, we either canceled or rescheduled them. And, and I got on the phone with the local county uh, Department of Health to have them walk us through uh, what to do. And that would be my first thing is like call your local Department of Health. Everybody's a little bit different. Ours really is following the CDC guidelines, which as a healthcare provider um, is uh, 10 days from the onset of symptoms. If you're positive, 10 days from the onset of symptoms. And then 24 hours with no like fever, cough, shortness of breath, those types of things, uh, you could actually go back to work as a healthcare provider. And it's actually different for a healthcare provider than a non-healthcare provider, which I, which I found as we were going through this process was that my front desk staff, it was more of like a 14-day quarantine type of deal versus 10 for a healthcare provider. Basically, they don't want to obviously quarantine healthcare providers for so long and lose out on healthcare providers. So there is a little bit of difference in that, at least for what our county uh, guided us on. 
the next step we did was that Thursday, since I treat Monday, patients on Mondays and Thursday, that Thursday that I treated patients didn't have symptoms, but that night I did, we decided to call them. Um, my staff called each of them and actually let them know that I did test positive and I treated them. We felt like we wanted to give them that clarity. Based on the Department of Health, you, you don't have to necessarily disclose who it is and you can just say it was a team member and but for the ones I directly treated that day we wanted to be very candid with them uh, let them know you know check on them see if they had any symptoms uh, recommend getting tested we got a really good response from those patients and I think I saw personally uh, treated and because uh, the associate uh, treats some I think it was like 22 or something so we called them, let them know that was great. We, um, I obviously was out that week, the rest of that week. And then it was, if it was patients that were on my schedule for that Thursday that I was canceling that I hadn't seen that past Thursday or whatever, we just let them know that, um, we had a, a team member test positive. We're taking all necessary precautions and we rescheduled them, but we, we really maintained a lot of, um, clarity through the process. We didn't want to um, lose any trust with patients and I felt that went a long way. Out of all of our patients now, because it's all the dust is settled, everything's uh, like this past week, our whole staff, everything was back and we had a great week. And so now that's why I'm, I'm recording this and going through it because we've kind of passed the, the whole thing. Uh, but looking back on it, I would say only one person was upset and I don't even feel like it was warranted. I didn't treat that patient that Thursday. He wasn't treated. He was treated the Monday before. My staff called him the day we found out I was positive. I then personally called him. Um, he just was upset, I think, just generally. But one of the things I had a conversation with him, it was a very healthy conversation, um, was that he felt like he should have been called as soon as I had any type of being sick symptoms like that past weekend, which I, frankly, I disagree with, especially as we're going on here. I didn't go back to the office once I had symptoms. I never there, but I don't feel like I need to call my patients and let them know I've got a sniffle or sinus pressure or anything like that until you know. And, and that, um, I, I think was just, some people are going to be scared and I get that. So I wasn't upset with him and ultimately we had a great conversation, but everybody else was just really understanding. And I think part of why they were because we've been taking all the precautions like we wear masks we wash the tables in, or clean the tables in front of them thoroughly we wash our hands we make them wash our hands we check temperature like we do everything you really can uh, we're a hot spot down here I don't want to get into the mask versus no mask thing or wherever you're at but ultimately we're a hot spot down here and we take all the precautions so they know that and I talk to my patients a lot and I was pretty clear that I've been taking all the precautions in my personal life as well because we have because we have a, a, a six-month-old and we've just been very safe but obviously <clears throat> being in patient care like we are especially touching patients all the time um, we're at a higher risk that's just the the way it is there's no way around it and we have to understand that and that kind of goes to the whole thing of being prepared uh, for this whether it's you or a staff member that or a patient that gets it. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. 
If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. I want to take a second to talk about a company that I really respect. These guys are great. I've known them personally, and they just have a high standard in our profession, and that is ChiroUp. ChiroUp is an online platform designed by chiropractors, doctors Tim Bertelsmith and Brandon Steele. I've personally worked with these guys before. They've spoken all around the world, teaching best practices for a variety of conditions. And about five years ago, they finally put together an idea that we've all already had. ChiroUp is an online platform that holds up-to-date protocols for over 100 conditions that we treat. The information in these protocols is then used to create take-home reports for our patients in literally four clicks, and they are 100% evidence-based. But the most refreshing thing about ChiroUp is that their mission is built on advancing the standard and reputation of chiropractic care, and that's something I know I can get behind. If you haven't checked them out yet, stop what you're doing now, go to their website and set up an account. First-time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. Get started and you can thank me later. And so ultimately it went really well. Now, where I would say we made a mistake, um, you know, I'm a big fan of quarterly team meetings. <laughs> and that Friday, that next morning, um, I was feeling fine. We had our quarterly team meeting in our conference room with the five of us uh, for two hours. And, and we did, we had lunch and all that. And we didn't eat, we didn't wear masks. And so my team was technically exposed to me. Once I found out I had COVID and I talked to the Department of Health, you know, my team was exposed to me without masks for longer than 15 minutes and closer than six feet. So they, the Department of Health explained to me is like, since your staff um, was exposed to you for longer than 15 minutes uh, within six feet, they had to quarantine, right? And now even though we had gotten them tested um, through, so there's five of us, me, one positive, three of the four were negative, one other person was uh, positive and but since they're all exposed to me potentially there's that latency or you know dormant period of the of the virus um, so I actually was able to go back to work because I was asymptomatic and had gone to the 10 days before the rest of my staff could so there was a week where I treated patients just by myself and my two uh, staff members um, answered phones at home we have our system is able to transfer the lines to a cell phone where it looks like our uh, cell phone. We're able to text through the review wave thing we do that looks like from our how, uh, from our office number. So my staff was able to work remotely and handle calls, and then I was able to treat patients. And then I worried about payments and stuff the the following week when my staff came back. 
Um, but ultimately because of that, I was, so that was the one thing that if that Friday team meeting wouldn't happen, would have been a lot easier. But ultimately I was able to go back before my staff was. Uh, but we did a really good job of communicating with the patients. We followed all the guidelines. And then once we were all back to full strength, um, Monday, this past Monday in October, um, we hit the ground running. We were just as busy that Monday as we would have been normally. Um, thir- Monday and Thursday are our busiest because that's when I'm here and Dr. Gavay is here. We were busy on the third, like just awesome Monday and Thursday. The rest of the week was good and we, we had uh, more office visits this past week than we did prior to this little snafu. Um, and so that was a good testament to my team communicating with patients, us communicating with them, getting them on, and uh, just kind of rolling with the punches as much as we could. Uh, You know, we definitely lost money. There's no doubt about it. We lost money back in April when we closed. Uh, There's just, that's the way around it. But I felt like we had positioned ourselves uh, financially to really make the right and objective decisions and the safest decisions for our patient base without being financially stressed and concerned. We never want to lose money even when things are good, but it's a lot easier to make the right decisions when you're not worried about, um, you know, cash flow crunch because you're going to be out for 7, 10, 14 uh, days. And that's that's a potential reality, right? So if you're a lone wolf and you get it, obviously it could be at least 10 days depending on your symptoms. It could be, lo- could be much longer. Um, that's for sure. The other thing you got to take into consideration, like uh, your spouse gets it, right? If your spouse gets it, you have to quarantine for quite a while. Um, the, sh- the, the shocking part about this whole thing is my, my wife has had to quarantine the longest. She didn't get it. Uh, and, and luckily, my son didn't get it, uh, shockingly. But ultimately, she's had to, she had to quarantine for 14 days after my last day of potential being potentially being contagious which so it was like 10 days since we lived together and I didn't go to a hotel or anything um 10 days from that then another 14 so it's about like 24 days she had to um and she tested negative my staff tested negative twice we all did uh all the proper procedures but you have to take all these considerations in into place um, when you're doing this and and check with your local guidelines now if one of my team members would have gotten it but we were all masked up and we're not exposed to that team member for without a mask within six feet within for, uh, for longer than 15 minutes. And I didn't have, like, let's say as a provider, didn't have symptoms, tested negative. I wouldn't have had to stop treating patients, right? It's not as draconian as you think it can be sometimes if, as long as you're taking the necessary precautions and following what they say. Um, if a patient gets it and everybody's masked up and you do your thing, you don't have to, like, it's smart to get tested and do all that stuff, but you don't have to close down. But if you start feeling like the symptoms are so array and like they're just kind of all over the place, if you start feeling like that, um, you need to make sure you have a place that you can get tested quickly and get results quickly so you're not missing multiple days. But you may have to reschedule a day if you're symptomatic and don't have the results yet, right? So you got to be smart and make those decisions and prepare yourself financially to to make that and have a plan. That's all I can recommend. There's so many intricacies to it. It would take four hours for me to run through that on a podcast of all the different counties and states and rules and what it is, but uh, check the CDC, see if your county's following the CDC guidelines. It's updated with the CDC. Like they don't recommend, like you don't have to get retested, 
if you got it and you're a provider, you don't have to keep on getting retested because it could the dead virus can stay in your system for three months. So that's no longer a thing. Um, but you just have to be honest with their, your symptoms and you realize that you are a healthcare provider and you have to protect your patients as much as possible. So protect your business, protect your patients, protect your staff, make sure you have a financial plan, make sure you have a marketing plan of communication around that if you close and have to reopen. I think we've done that twice this year really well, which makes me feel better about the scenario because it could happen again, right? Uh, it looks like I've got a few months of, uh, of being immune to it, so we'll see how that goes, but my associate did not get it, so he could. He could be sick with something else, regular flu, and call in sick, and that's going to lose money. Like, there's just all these things um, that could happen, and just have a plan for it, and follow through with it, and be smart about it, and objective. That's all I can recommend. So I hope this was helpful. If you got any questions, feel free to message me. Um, it was quite a learning experience. Not fun, but it's just the world we live in right now, and so if you need any guidance, if it happens to you, please let me know, and I can help you out. Have a great week and talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.